And he said, there's a difference between a performer and an artist. And um, a performer can sing sad songs, bring tears. And he said, but an artist is vulnerable. They show their scars. They show what they've learned from it. And dude, that really helped me stay focused and keep going. Welcome to Film and Hero, where we share, define, and discuss the principles that model feeling life. My name's Dustin, and I'm here with my co-host, my partner in crime, Sal. We're ready to roll today. We're here with a special guest. Special guest, Mr. John Reagan, independent musician, local to the Albuquerque area, who has 20,000 plus listens on Spotify and iTunes. Really quite an amazing story. And we're here today to dig into that. I'm excited to have you on, bro. Hey, man. It's so good to be here, dude. I'm stoked. Super honored. Thank you, guys. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, well, you know what? Let's get started with some more facts about yourself, some of the uh, yeah, for things sure. you've had. Uh, so, um, grew up on the road with my family um, as like a missionary son. And music was always a part of the family. And um, about... Uh, Two, two, two or three years ago, I moved out and uh, moved to Albuquerque in Las Lunas area. And I've been working here, uh, just doing my own thing. Um, I went through a heartbreak and uh, wrote a song. And I remember I was at a Dion's. It's a pizza <coughs> shop for those who don't know. I was at a Dion's and I was just uh, playing it for people at the close. You know, it's like they made a, they made a pizza for everyone who works there. And uh, I just stopped by because some of my buddies worked there and I played for them the song and most of the people there there's like 25 workers most of the people there were in tears and I just remember being like whoa like I was like I was just messing around from my telling my story you know and um and so then I just started looking into some music dude and like looking at some uh microphones I had a computer already so I was like alright I'm gonna record it and see what happens and uh, I got a thousand listens in a week, and so I was like, you know what, I should just keep going. And that was like kind of like the start of it all. Um, I was helped, um, taught by uh, Stephen Christian, the lead singer of Anne Berlin. If you guys remember them back in the day, they're actually back together again touring. Oh. Super cool. Uh, they broke up. That they're back together again after like five or six years. Um, I uh, released this one single that made people cry called Touch. And like I said, I got a thousand listens in a week. I had a producer come up and said, I'll record a whole album for you for free. So I did this album and um, being from the road and just constantly meeting people and never really having building relationships, you know, I was yeah. I was just kind of like hesitant and like I didn't really have a lot of uh, self-confidence or anything like that. In fact, all, close to none, you know. And, uh, but he was just, he believed in me. He's like, no, dude, let's record 10 songs at least. We ended up recording 12, released it, um, a year ago this month. And, um, dude, it's been, uh, it's been fun. I've had people from, um, Leland, the worship band, uh, listen to my music, said they love it. I've had, uh, The Main, who's, uh, an awesome alternative band that I listen to, um, there's also uh, just a lot of other bands out there like Gorgeous War who are just like, man, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. And just kept encouraging me just like by listening to one song, dude. And uh, so I've been at it, man. And um, this year I've been releasing a song every month. And my goal is to release a song every month for 2019. Mm -hmm. And so to, I'm, I'm keeping it up, dude. So far I've done it. I've been able to do it. But that's me. That's who I am. 
This is, this is a little. Is that a good bio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, you, you, you nailed it, and it's it's a lot of fun to hear what you've gone through. Partially because Sal and I here have kind of gone through the same yeah thing in a way with the podcast. Just we, we're kind of like at first, who are we to do this mm. with a very limited amount of confidence? Yeah, and. Eventually, yes, we kind of just stuck it through, and people gave us some encouragement. We're like, wow, like, that was actually really good. Dude, the encouragement has been, like, the best part, because I had people tell me, they said, um, you just don't have the best timing, you don't have, uh, you don't really write songs all that well, you don't, your melodies are kind of lame, you could, you're, like, not that good, you shouldn't quit your day job. And I had people telling me that, dude. And I just remember being like, man, I'll never really make it in music. But it's like those one that one person, dude, that just says something encouraging, and you're like, you know what? I can do this, yeah. <laughs> and it kind of just encourages you, yeah. How many? Uh, like, what was probably the best thing that like someone said to you for the podcast? That just like got, just kept you going, yeah. Between the both of us, particularly for for Sal, something that Sal shared, and he can dive more into this, is um, a, a dark experience actually, but mm. um, the experience of facing death of someone close, mm. wow. and with him I know he's connected to many people on that topic because it's something that is awkward to speak about or people tend to stay away from it would you probably agree with that yeah yeah there's that one and there's also the one that uh, we did a podcast on forgiveness and um, you know we had someone close close to me that came and said they're in a situation where they can't forgive right now Mm. And but they want to, and they said that they got inspired by, you know, it's, we're just reteaching things that we learned along yeah. the path. Yeah, dude. But when they heard it from that podcast, it was like, man, it touched me. Man, it was so crazy. And some of these podcasts, when you hear somebody tell you, like, they want to forgive now, they view death differently, even though they experienced, you know, where they thought it was a loss. Um, those things. Those were the times I felt most touched where it was like, wow, we, we're doing something where um, Charlie, remember Charlie? Where yeah. He came out and he says, I listen to you guys every morning. Wow. And he was, uh, you know, he was recovering from addictions. Wow. And he said, every morning I play you guys over and over and I fall asleep listening to you, to your podcast because I just try to fill my mind with something different that I didn't know existed. And it's not like we created it, but it was cool that what we were doing was impacting someone's yeah, life in sure. that way. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Charlie's story was actually a big one yeah. for us, realizing that like he helped us accomplish the goal we set out, you know, mm-hmm. changing one life. And after realizing we can do one, it's like, oh, <coughs> let's do this a hundred times over, a thousand times, a million yeah, times, whatever dude. it takes. Uh, yeah. Especially when you're filling your call uh, within your faith, right? Yeah. Um, so... You know, one one other cool thing that you pointed out was you said it started with the heartbreak yeah and it seems like every every great thing even this podcast right it all started with for us too it started with the heartbreak as well but it's pretty cool because it seems like every struggle in life there's a bigger opportunity on the other side of it yeah dude, for sure and so you and know this that's is also proof. <laughs> this is proof you know this your heartbreak you know yeah. how did do you want to talk us through that story Dude, um, I just remember being super crazy about this girl. And things were going good from my side. Um, 
super kind, humble. Uh, everyone loved being around her, you know. Um, and I just remember being like falling for her hard, dude. And just slowly after time, we just we got we we got distant from each other. And I was asking questions, but it just seemed it just didn't seem to work. Um, and it led to me, dude. I I remember I was so depressed and so sad and I had no idea what to do that I just <coughs> bought tickets to Europe dude and I was like I have two friends in Europe um I was like I'm gonna get as far away as I can but I'm not gonna be alone or I know I'll mess up and so dude uh, after after about a year and a half of just dealing with this this sadness and this hope that wasn't being that wasn't meeting up I was not being fulfilled in what I saw there was nothing to be satisfied with. Um, just so much unsatisfaction. and um, I went to Europe, dude, and I just disappeared. And I was honestly the most healing time for me, two weeks out there. I was in Budapest and Prague, Hungary and uh, the Czech Republic. So, um, yeah, man, I just remember being, I'm not enough for her. I'm not enough for anyone. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I'd wake up, you know when you wake up after a heartbreak, dude, and like, it feels like someone is pushing so hard on your chest, and like, every morning you're like, do I have to wake up, man? <laughs> it's like, I gotta go to work, but I just, I don't even want to, like, every part of you hurts, and it feels like your bones are just weight on top of your shoulders, you know? Mm. It feels like your skin is just burning you. And it's like this weird feeling, dude. And I really, uh, you know, people talk about all the time how your emotional health can really affect your physical health. And so, like, you're actually feeling all this stuff and you're, you're down. And so, so yeah, that was just, that's just uh, a gloss over of the heartbreak that lasted uh, a year and a half too long, <laughs> you know. I, honestly, it seemed like it finished just right, to be honest. It was a major lesson. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man, I learned so much. What was the biggest lesson you think you learned from it? Um, Someone listening to this that might be going through something similar. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember I was sitting down at Prague. Um, I was eating one of their hamburgers. Dude, so different from an American hamburger. It was good, though, man. It was tasty. <laughs> I was trying to eat as American food as possible. <laughs> um, but I was sitting down eating lunch, dude. I took a bite out of my burger, and I was with my friend, and I just burst out in tears. And they're like, what the heck is wrong with you? And I said, there's nothing wrong with me. They just don't like me. Dude, because I always thought I had to be better. I always thought that I kept messing up. And then I was like, you know what? If I just didn't have done that, she would have loved me more. If I didn't do that, she would have loved me more. But I made it hard for her. Man, if I was just a better this, this, and this. You know, like some people out there, would say like if I was just a better boyfriend if I was just a better girlfriend everyone has something they can learn from and improve on but man if they don't love you just simply for who you are you should not be with them and they they should not be with you you know and it's just like there's no there's no value there there's no respect man and I I thought that I just was worthless dude it affected every relationship in my life I was just like there's no point to my life. Who am I? I'm not good enough. Dude, I remember I was trying to, um, 
I was trying to gain weight <laughs> to look better for this girl, right? To start, I was going to the gym, dude. I was eating four times a day. I was eating carbs. I was eating protein, protein, dude, and almond butter, dude. I would chow down on a whole thing of that every day. I was eating so much, I was getting sick. Didn't gain weight. I gained two pounds, dude. That was it in three months. And I was just, you know what, dude? I'm just, this is just who I am. This is how I am. Maybe my body will change when I'm older, but I'm okay with it. And I'm healthy. That's that's an important thing. But like, I, to change my body for someone is like, it's like this insecurity that weighed on me, you know? Um, your insecurities, someone out there listening, your insecurities are lies. But there is always room for growth. But that's not where, the insecurity isn't talking about where you could grow and your insecurity is talking about things you can't change. You know? But that was the biggest thing I learned was that I am who I am and it's okay that they don't love me. So yeah. So essentially you grew in the love you had for yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, how, how did that, cause that, that's like a huge shift in mindset. Um, how exactly, like after that point, what then happened? Dude. When, when you found, <laughs> when, when I you realized, realized that, you <coughs> yeah. your, your identity, like yeah. did you realize that? What? Especially in regards to your, your music career. Dude, so that was a few days before. So I was in Prague, was eating lunch, breakdown crying. I'm, I have this realization. It hits me like a train. And I go to Budapest the next day. And um, I bump into this guy. And he says... Uh, He's Nigerian, and um, he's got a thick accent, dude. He's like, oh, hello. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was hard to understand him at some points, but he spoke pretty clearly. Um, I was making some food in my hostel, and I was sitting there, and I was like, okay, so there's nothing wrong with me. What next? Like you're saying, like, what happened after, dude? And uh, this guy um, starts talking to me. He's like, yeah, I'm from Nigeria. I'm here studying medical school. And I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. And he's like, well, I'm going to go to bed now. So after we kind of, like, told each other who we were and introduced ourselves, I was like, all right, man, well, God bless you. And um, I don't say that, like, often, so I don't really know why I said it. And then he, like, stopped his tracks, and he's like, who do you serve? The God of the Muslims or the God of Christianity? And I just remember being like, I hope I don't get, like, shanked right now, dude. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Um... But it was this moment, and he, like, tested me. He said, tell me who you are. You know, and it was like this, just a few days ago, or just yesterday, I was in Prague, and I was like, there's nothing wrong with who I am. Am I going to act on this? So, dude, we sit down. I tell him what I believe, why I believe. He asked me hard questions, dude. And um, and I just sat there, and I, he's like, so in spite of all this pain that you've been through, in spite of all that you've gone through, and he's like, you still follow this God. And um, the God of Christianity, right? I told him, I said I prefer being called a, a follower of Jesus because Christianity has so much baggage. <laughs> and then he was like, well, tell me more about G this Jesus guy. And so I share with him, you know, the gospel, what we believe and and uh, all that stuff. But But the main thing at the end of the conversation, he said to me, 
he's like, I've been a Christian for 22 years. And he said, and I have never seen someone believe something more than what you just said to me right now. And I was like, what? Dude, I had just taken a shot of whiskey. <laughs> I took a shot of whiskey and I was uh, cooking some dinner. <laughs> and I was not prepared to do any, I was prepared to go to bed and just kind of, but I had this intense conversation with this guy. And um, he said to me, you actually believe it. And he said, and, and then, you know, if you believe in this stuff, I do. He said, I think God wanted you to know right now in this moment, and this is why I'm here, that who you are is in the image of God. And he's like, and that is, you seek acceptance only from him. And he said, and he loves you, and he is for you, he's not against you. And if this girl is against you, he's like, then you can't be for her because you're on God's side. And it was like this moment of just kind of like, Whoa. what? And he just played along as like devil's advocate for the whole conversation. And then <laughs> then he says all this, and then he starts telling me stuff, and like teaching me, dude, and telling me, be who you are. The Lord has called you to something. He's like, I can see it all over you. He's like, the light is all over you. And he's like, I don't think you can see it though. So I'm gonna tell you, be who you are. Be confident in what God has called you to do. And he says, and your music is really good. He said, like, don't <laughs> let go of it. Dude, there was times, that was like right before I talked to him, there was a few times that day where I was just like, oh, why am I doing music? And he said to me, dude, and like I barely even mentioned to him I was an artist. I more, mostly told him more about me than my music. And he said, don't quit. Wow. If the day before was wow. being hit by a train, <laughs> I know, I know. Like, <laughs> it was kind of trippy. I don't know, like it was. It was pretty trippy, dude. It was a a trip of a lifetime, and I came back, and I was like, my life is different. I was like, I'm changing it. Cutting communications off with this girl. She's just, it's okay. Um, I was like, I'm gonna work harder on my music than ever, and that's when I made that that kind of like a goal for myself that I'm gonna release a song once a month, every month, and I'm gonna top myself each month. I'm gonna get better each month. And um, for one year, people are gonna get a new song every month and it's only gonna get better and better. And um, that's when I made that goal, came back, I released a song the day after I came back from Europe. Which was November of 2018. Wow, man. <laughs> what, a, what a cool story uh, to, have you, to have you here. Um, you know, coming out of, I guess, honestly, New Mexico in general, it can be difficult to get anything off the ground yeah. and to maybe feel like you have any guidance, especially in in people who are in more troubled situations, which mm -hmm. obviously happen no, everywhere, sure. but New for Mexico sure. seems to stick out. Um, so to see that you've gone through this journey of so many questions and so many pains and mm -hmm putting it all in line by going on this trip and having this conversation with someone that you're not sure about, uh, <laughs> yeah. but having all these uh, revelations, it's quite amazing. And I know this is gonna uh, inspire many people to, to grow in their intimacy with God, oh, uh, to grow in their faith, to find their identity in that space. Yeah, dude. And uh, that's, the pr that's the prayer, that's the hope. <laughs> and to keep pushing on to, to be better and better every day yeah uh, every month every year every second that you can to grow because there's there's a lot of room to grow and there's a lot of great things that we 
can accomplish no matter where we're from. Um, we can really, we have opportunities now, especially in the digital age, to impact every single corner of the earth. Yeah. Especially those in our immediate communities. <clears throat> um, well, speaking of other hard times, you know, <laughs> we weren't really sure how this relates, but you've got a song here, the title is Homeless, and we wanted yeah. to dig into that. Uh, Dude, so what's pretty crazy is Stephen Christian told me, he's like, I want you to write five songs in a month and show them to me. And then I was like, all right. And so this is before I wrote Touch. This is before my music career started, before I played to those people in uh, that Dion's. And uh, I was I was just like, all right. So I sat down, I, I wrote down these lyrics, Homeless, um, which anyone can find on YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes, but... It's, it was like this, um, what I was trying to express was, is that when the choruses, they say home is where the heart is. And so if that's true, then I'm homeless Mm. because I don't have my heart somewhere else, someone else, something else does. And I think everyone has something like that. They say home is where the heart is. You know, and so it's like it was this. It was this expression of there's the the first lyrics in the song are um, I remember that bittersweet taste when the water turned to, when the wine turned to water. So like when Jesus does this miracle, which so many people use in poetry and all sorts of stuff, like the water was turned to wine, everything turned better, everything got more exciting. I was like, I remember that bittersweet taste when the wine turned to water. And. Um, the lyrics are escaping me right now. All of them. Uh, <laughs> I'm like trying to think about it. Uh, but yeah, so it was this idea, uh, this song was saying like, for some reason my heart, I don't have my heart. And so I feel lost everywhere I go. And um, if you listen to, uh, or if you read anything about the Enneagram, there's a, they say that that's a trait of the four. The four just never fits in anywhere. And they always feel like something's missing. Um, and so... I'm a four on the Enneagram, but before I knew about that, I was just like, man, I don't, I don't feel at home anywhere, except for my family. Uh, when I turned 18, they started traveling the world again, but I wasn't with them this time. I was like, is my heart with them? And so there's a lyric in the song that says, um, I finally got dropped off and I thought I'd be so happy, but I only miss them when they're gone. Um, and then this girl I, it honestly applied well to this girl even though I wrote it before where I was just like I remember everything being good and all of a sudden things just started slowly going downhill and I'm like what happened? we were drinking wine and then this wine just slowly started turning into water and I feel lost I feel homeless my heart is with you but you're not with me you know um, and then funny enough dude I was homeless um, a month before no, actually, maybe two or three two or three weeks before my album release, dude, I was sleeping in my car. And uh, and then I really was homeless, <laughs> looking for a place to stay. And I was like, I'm releasing an album in a few weeks, and I'm sleeping in my car. It was kind of embarrassing. I went to my pastor in uh, at Calvary that I serve under, Cody Byrne. And uh, he said, dude, I'm going to look for a place for you to, to stay, even if you're just crashing on the couch for a little while. Um, he's like... I'll get back with you. And um, 
There was a family who ended up letting me stay. They were filming a movie here in Albuquerque. And uh, they, they said, we're not filming the movie until another, another two months. So we have, we have this whole apartment complex right, rented out. You can stay in one of the rooms. So I was able to do that. But dude, I was, home, I was literally homeless. Um, I felt lost everywhere I go. I didn't feel like I had my own self under control. So it's, they say home is where the heart is. I say, take it back to where we started because I'm homeless. Mm. And then the end of the song says, because I'm heartless. So that's the that's the story behind it, dude. That's <laughs> man, you got a lot of power in your, your lyrics. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> thanks, dude. I appreciate that, dude. I remember too when I just realized that like all of this just didn't. It, I was like, none of this has happened on an accident, dude. Like it was weird. And uh, I was telling you this last two weeks ago that I remember I was driving, dude, just crying. And I was like, why am I here? What am I doing? Who am I? And why is my identity revolved around another person? You know, and it was just like this, like, what the heck? <laughs> and I just remember having this gut feeling, go into this IHOP, and I was like, I don't want IHOP. I just want to cry in my bed and maybe take a shower and just dress more comfortable. I just got to work, and it's late at night, dude. And uh, but I pull into this IHOP. I order like three dishes off the menu, dude, <laughs> and I ate all of it. <laughs> and the waitresses were like, your eyes are red. You don't look good. It looks like you've been crying. What's going on? Talk to us. And I was like, I don't know why these waitresses care. but So I tell them my whole story, dude. Tell them the whole heartbreak story. Every gritty detail. And um, and then they said, we want to hear this song. So at the time, I was living just right down the road from that IHOP. Grabbed my guitar, went back to the IHOP, played them the song. They started crying. One of them says, I just lost my dad three days ago. And they said, this song is so much to me. The other girl, uh, she's like, I'm gay, and I'm bullied at high school for it. And I was kind of like, I didn't know that still happened in 2018. I was like, honestly, I'm surprised by that. Um, and she said, I feel like I'm actually out of touch from everyone. And that everyone I care about just leaves when they find out, or when they realize. And... Um, I was able to give him some words of encouragement and uh, leave him with that song. And then when I left the IHOP, I had this immediate feeling and this thought just popped into my head. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And it was like this moment of just speaking into other people's lives. Dude, that's, that's why I, when you were telling me about the podcast, I was like, man, I love that. And you're talking about how these people's lives are being encouraged or changed. And they're just like, man, I want to, because the, the truth is, man, is that this is what keeps me going. Is that not only do I realize my self-worth, but I realize there's people out there who just need to know they're not alone. And someone's always going through something. Of course, but um, I walked out of that IHOP and it's, this is what you're supposed to be doing. This spontaneous pull into an IHOP. I ate so much food. I think my bill was like 35 bucks, dude. <laughs> and, uh, and then... I play in the song and they brought they were brought to tears. And I remember looking back and I was like, that's right, people cried and I played it for them at the pizza shop too. And I was like, you know what, there's something, there's something I gotta do, you know? And so that's what, that's what it kept, uh, kept me going to make this album, even though everyone was like, you're a nobody. 
you've never released anything before. I released that song, hits a thousand listens in a week. People are sharing it that I don't even know. People come up to me, they're like, are you John Reagan? <laughs> and I turned from a nobody to John Reagan, you know? And, uh, yeah. What was that song? What was the lyrics in it? Um, the lyrics were, I see your life through the window. I want to live on your side, but you want to let things go. I ask you what's wrong, but you say it's just one of those days. You say we've been talking about this too long. So don't lose touch. We don't have to talk, just don't lose touch. I'll ask you to sing with your beautiful voice, but just don't lose touch. Dude, honestly, that, that song almost brought me to tears. <laughs> I was I was listening to it before we met up just to, to catch up, and I was like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Let me replay that. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, thanks, no, man. But it, it's so, so powerful and it, it, um, it really seems like it deep, it digs down on a deeper level, not just kind of like your raw, raw music. Like, yeah. But like it's really intentional. There's real meaning behind it. So props to you for pulling thanks, it off. Thanks, Yeah, thank you. I feel like that's why you connect with so many people because... How many people are out there asking these questions? Mm-hmm. What am I here for? Why is my identity wrapped around a person? Uh, I feel that's when breakups become really hard when you feel like your identity is wrapped around that person. Yeah. Right? And where's my heart? Do we ever check in and say, where do I truly want to be? Um, and I feel like that's a lot of people are asking those questions, especially nowadays. We're just like, who am I? Do I know who I am? Because there's a lot of noise around us and we pick up on that and we say, that might be me. And we never really spend time with ourselves yeah. to find out, who am I? Travel the world. <laughs> you travel by yeah. yourself. I think when you travel alone, you really find out who you are because there's no one around you to influence so, you to do yeah. a certain. You're like, oh man, I feel free. Yeah, and, for sure. And you are good enough, right? You are. Yeah, you dude. are who you are. I am who I am. There's nothing. Here's here's something that one of my favorite poets um, wrote. His name is uh, John O'Callaghan. He said, "You are you, and you're not allowed to be anyone else. Neither is no one allowed to be you. So be the best you you can be. You know. And um, dude, it's just it's heavy. You talk about people wanting to like they're like they're going through the same thing. They have these same questions." There's one person, there's a song uh, about this person. His name is Mr. Monday. And he was like my mentor, my private mentor. And he would speak to me when about things that no one else would. And I remember he said to me, you know why I like your music? And this is before it was released, you know? <laughs> he says, you know why I like your music? And he said, because you show scars. And he said, there's a difference between a performer and an artist. And um, a performer can sing sad songs, bring tears. And he said, but an artist is vulnerable. They show their scars. They show what they've learned from it. And dude, that really helped me stay focused and keep going. And honestly, that's what keeps me going for future projects. Is that I'm like, you know what? There needs to be someone in the room who's just like, listen guys, I'm messed up. I've done this or I'm not perfect or this happened to me. And I hate talking about it. 
because other people need to need to need to see that dude they need to hear it Jesus said that we are healed by his stripes and if we are the image of Christ and we show our stripes we can change people's life dude we can bring healing into their lives you know um, but dude each time before I release this new project I always get like is this too much man is this like is this gonna be too much <laughs> so it's scary each time but but yeah I uh, I hope more and more people can feel more comfortable being vulnerable and just being like yeah you know you're not alone you're not alone at all man man there's so many g- good principles here in this. I'm not even <laughs> sure which way to go um, again it's just it's so encouraging to, to hear what you've gone through and to see the the willingness you have to be uncomfortable because mm-hmm. being vulnerable is something that's extremely uncomfortable and it's something that people don't do as much especially in today's age right because it's easy yeah. to hide behind your screen um, so it honestly for for those of us who are willing to be vulnerable quite honestly it's an advantage when trying to accomplish things we feel called to accomplish yeah. because we're willing to do the things that others aren't willing to do and being vulnerable mm. is huge and um, I look forward to having others realize that that's such a big key to, to life yeah. uh, and influence um, you know if it's not to the masses but at least to their own their own family I mean their their brothers and sisters moms and dads or their children it's necessary vulnerability is so much power in it I mean, without it, how do you... I think we worry so much about, well, what are people... People are going to think I'm weak in this area. They're going to think I'm not good at this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we spend so much time worrying about what others think, even though every single one of us as a human being, we're struggling at something. There's some challenge in our life or there's some thing that we went through. Uh, if we're vulnerable, it helps other people understand us and it may help somebody else that's going through something similar. So by sharing that, I mean... It's necessary, especially if you're going to get into relationships. You have no vulnerability in a relationship. How do people know? Yeah. How do you, how do you convey that? And that's why it's so powerful. But we want to portray to the world that we're perfect. You know, there's that sense of yeah. <laughs> I'm perfect. I don't mess up. I have everything figured out. Look, let me send you my highlights of my Instagram. This is everything's perfect in my life. And th- even though deep down. I'm like, man, something, uh, I'm struggling with this. I'm, I have a challenge with this. And then all of a sudden this song comes comes around and it's like, man, I could relate to that. Yeah. I could relate to that. Yeah, dude, I think that's why a lot of people don't even um, like Christians or respect them because it's like, <coughs> come on, man, you're, you're living the same life that I'm living. And I know for a fact that life isn't as easy as you want it to make, to make it look like, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's... Dude, it's like we're not better than anybody. We're not better than anyone. The the gospel, as Jesus states it in Matthew five, is the gospel is this: that blessed are those who are depressed. Blessed are those who have no power. Blessed are those who seek for justice, but they only see injustice. You know, we see racism across the world, and especially in our country, and we see. Um, women being abused or sexism or and, you know blessed are those and you're like blessed are them but they're the ones that are cursed 
And so, like, the big thing about the gospel is about, and it's like us, if we just were vulnerable, we could we could show the world that um, that this earth wants to curse you, the new earth wants to bless you. And if you are cursed in this earth, you will be blessed in the next. If your hope is in Jesus, and you trust in Him and believe in Him, but it's just a lot of Christians they think the gospel is no, I've been forgiven and I have a better. Jesus is my homie, and you don't know Him. And let me tell you what you're doing wrong. You know, but that's just not how it is. <laughs> it's more of like Jesus is saying, no, this world is corrupt, and I'm here to bring the new world through my perfect life my death and my resurrection but um being vulnerable isn't it isn't easy so like at the same time i don't i'm not like going up to someone else and being like hey why aren't you vulnerable <laughs> there's still things there are still things that i keep under under hidden you know mm-hmm. and um but it is it's not easy dude it's not easy at all being vulnerable you're right it's a it's a great tool it's something to continue to dive into right to explore that vulnerability um but it's definitely definitely not easy i mean even i'm sure there's there's times when sharing things with your closest friends can be super difficult right it's easy to hide under uh, a shell but um a special trait that you can grow into it's not it's not like you're just born with that but you can continue to work on that specifically well, brother, where can people find you? What, what, where do you recommend yeah. they listen um, to music and then hit you up? Yeah, dude, so uh, you can follow me on social media, John Reagan on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, I think Instagram is actually John Reagan Music. Spotify, John Reagan. Uh, John with an H, Reagan like the president, R-E-A-G-A-N. Spotify, iTunes, um, Google Music, YouTube. Uh, I have a new song out, Dreamers Reimagined. Um, with a music video on YouTube. Super stoked about that. First music video. Nice. Uh, they can find me anywhere like that. And uh, working on new projects and all that kind of stuff, they'll be able to see it on all the updates. Sweet. Would you recommend that they reach out to you, that they shoot you some DMs? Or oh, yeah, please. Send you some always um, love mail. Always send me something to encourage me, uh, keep me going, because I, I need it. <laughs> um, if you have an idea or there's always people who want to uh, collaborate with music and I'm like hey I love collaborating hit me up um, yeah and so and then I'll just say uh, I'll be working I'll be working really hard after this year on my second album and so I might be a little quiet after a few months I think I got five more months and then I'm gonna kind of get quiet and really work hard on that second album which is almost done so it's good man you got any other Question yeah. yourself. Yeah. I got one question for yeah. yourself. What does it mean to live a fulfilling life to you? Yeah. A fulfilling life is is not picture perfect. It is not being better than someone else. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I see about living a fulfilling life is You can't know love without the pain. You can't know what is something good is without seeing the evil. Um, I think that so many people are like, man, my Christmas sucked because our family got into an argument and we're just never going to be able to get along perfectly ever again. And I was just not fulfilled in that. That was not the best. But it's like, 
but you have your family there and you're going to go through good times and bad times together you know and you may hate each other at some points and you may have disconnected relationships but a fulfilling life man is is so much more than just having a nice pretty life they're not they're not the same meaning they don't have the same definition <coughs> fulfillment and and perfection is not the same it's not the same meaning dude um so i guess i'm kind of uh explaining it a lot sorry oh that's exactly what we want yeah here. okay um a fulfilling life is people who don't follow jesus can be fulfilled i think that's something that like a lot of christians don't believe in Pe- they can be fulfilled but where does it go when it's when everything's said and done where does where does our life go if you can gain the whole world and lose your own soul, if you can't, you can't even. <laughs> um, but fulfilling to me, dude, is loving people way more than they deserve or maybe even way more than I could give, but being able to do that and doing what I love to do um, and being with people who love me no matter what I'm going through. There's so many songs written about that dude, Justin Bieber. He's like, if we're homeless, he's like, I have you, you know. Uh, there's a the main, they have a song saying, what's another night on Mars with friends like ours? Um, I'm fulfilled, man, when the people around me are those that I can love, that love me, and we're living life together, doing what we love. Um, I was working at this job that I just hated, dude, and I couldn't stand it, but I... Uh, I just kept working there, and I thought, no, I, I, I don't deserve to do something I love to do, but doing something that you love to do, man, um, being able to just work hard in everything you do is just another thing, dude, and work, working hard at what you love to do, doing your best, and being, I don't know, I'm kind of a spontaneous person, sorry, I'm kind of, my thoughts are a little jumbled up right now, um, I'm a spontaneous person, and I love doing spontaneous things. Um, if you love being, like, planning out stuff, do it. You know, fulfillment is not all those other things that I said, but it's truly just living your life. And I believe when God gives you a gift or a talent in any area, you're like, well, I want to do woodwork or I want to do a podcast or I want to be a nurse or I want to be a doctor. You know, if that's your gift, go do it. Nobody else is going to be able to do it like you do it. Whatever it is. And don't try and be someone you're not. Be like, oh, I would really love to do a podcast, but I'm only good at music. Well, then I shouldn't be doing, you know, the podcast. I can do what I'm good at. Do it brings me life. And um, that can look like anything. That can look like just being a a guy who nobody sees your work, um, but you're doing stuff for other people. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Mean, it, you know, it's the long answer. From, Sorry, no, no, that's perfect. It differs though from from person to person, right? There's no, yeah. there's no right or wrong, you know, between individuals. Your definition of fulfillment is your definition, but it's something that um, is very interesting and should be shared because, yeah, um, you know, a question that people like or something people like to talk about is always success, right? What's your definition of success? Which is also good. Which is also um, always interesting to talk about but uh, the next level of that is fulfillment which yeah. doesn't necessarily get talked about as much so being able to share these principles of what it means to be fulfilling um, yeah. 
know, between us is And I think Jesus, awesome. Jesus shared it the best way. Um, in Matthew 3, he said, the devil tempts him and says, if you are the son of God and you're so hungry because he had been fasting for 40 days, he's like, you're hungry, take what you want. And Jesus is like, I can take what I want, but that would be wrong. He's like, Men does not, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So Jesus isn't saying that he doesn't need to eat to live. He's like, I don't need food. He's like, I have Jesus. You know? <laughs> so like when it drives me nuts when Christians say, I don't need a wife or I don't need a husband. I have Jesus. That's like, well, maybe you do need someone, you know, or they say like, oh, I don't need this. I have Jesus. It's like, you probably do need that. You need to drink to live. You know, you need to eat to live. Jesus isn't saying that, but what he says is I'm not, I don't need that alone. That's not what defines me. That's not what gives me fulfillment. Mm. What gives me fulfillment is what God says about me. Mm. What God said about Jesus was, you are my son, and I'm well pleased with you. And if God looks at us and sees Jesus, then what should keep us going and keep us fulfilled is that you are my beloved child. I am well pleased with you. And that no matter what circumstances we have in life, whether we're hungry or we're eating, whether we are in the desert being tempted by the devil or we're in a lush garden, dude, with fruits all around us, being blessed by God. We know that our life's purpose and our fulfillment does not come by the circumstances around us, but it comes from Jesus and what he has said over us and what he has called us to do. So there, that's 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 uh that's a little bit more structured than what I said before. <laughs> I would drop our mics, but that's probably better. That's expensive, dude. Don't do that. Yeah, man. Dude, that was epic, man. Um Thank Well, uh I think that about wraps it up. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much for guys. Thanks for letting me come come uh, on board with this. Yeah, dude. <laughs> You're a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. I was all really tuned into the stories there, so I love it. Nice. nice. <laughs> your your story storytelling skills are are good. great. Hey, yeah, thanks. <laughs> You're a very interesting storyteller, and then, dude, again, your music is amazing. It's beautiful. It's touching. Thanks so much, um, man. And I'm excited for people to hear this and hearing this side of you because it's just so important. And I'm very thankful. We're thankful that you uh, were able to come on. We're able to get this figured out. Yeah, <laughs> with all the stuff Crazy going schedules on. Going on here. <laughs> oh man! Um, but we do ask that you guys share this. Tag us on Instagram. You have Instagram as well. Yeah, John um, Reagan Music. We'll repost it. Um, so give us a a shout out if you really love this episode. Yay! Uh, Apple Podcast, five stars. Uh, that would be totally sweet. But all right, this has been the Fulfillment Hero Show where we share, define, and discuss the principles that model fulfilling life. We're signing off. <laughs>